Life comes at you hard, and everyone thinks that they have a better understanding of what you want than you. I'm your host, Zena Koda. Join me on the journey to understand how we make it as ladies in this jungle. I'm Lady-ish. Spring has sprung. Kind of, right? Like, I'm in New York City, and it's still frigid as hell. Don't tell me the global warming isn't a real thing. What's going on? Lady-ish, another episode. Sorry that there's been quite the uh, the delay in my output. It's been what I can only describe one of the craziest months of my life between traveling um, for literally the entire month for work uh, in LA and just kind of like being away from home, you know, it just totally screws up your flow. I can't get into like a certain mind state unless I have my Zen, man. And actually right now, let me tell you a little secret. Who needs an isolation booth? I am sitting in my car recording this podcast. So you're asking like, why are you sitting in your car doing this? Like, don't you have a house? Are you homeless, Zena? Have you been lying to us? Uh, nah, man. You know, I live in a house with my boyfriend and sometimes finding a space where your mind can be free and nobody's listening to you and nobody's all up on you can be really fucking hard. And when you have a partner or you have kids or you're in the mix of having multiple people in your house, it is hard. That's some true lady shit, man. That's some true lady ish. Like you have to carve out a space, a time and a place for you to be able to do whatever you need to do. And sometimes it's not a conventional space. So coming to you from a 2019 Honda Civic, uh, yeah, it's your host, Zena. So this week, I really want to talk about death and taxes. So why death and taxes, you ask? Well, tax season just wrapped up, and I'm sure if you're anything like me, you may not have had the best tax return. And, you know, I've gotten to a lot of different arguments with people about taxes because, yes, Trump's tax cuts gave us a little bit more upfront. But for me, somebody who is now, and I'm being transparent as fuck, finally making some kind of money in my life to say, hey, I'm getting paid like an adult. I am making over six figures. And because I'm making over six figures, it's very difficult because the more money you make, the more gets taken away, and the more fucking problems you have tax-wise. I did not get a great tax return. And I'll explain to you why. Because generally, working in the entertainment profession, doing things of an entertainment nature, we spend a lot of money on incidentals, let's put it that way. The fact that I bought this rig that I'm recording this podcast on, the fact that I have to be in front of people constantly and not look a mess, because yes, I am working and representing people in the entertainment industry, means that I have to spend a lot of money on my appearance, not because I'm a vain bitch, but because I need to look professional in the profession I have chosen. So back in the day, which means everything before Trump's tax cuts, quote unquote, took play, I was able to write off many different things that I do and many different things that I spend my money on that are all connected to my profession. Between my nails, my hair, some of the outfits that are massively expensive. And I'm not talking in mass quantity. I'm just talking be able, being able to like wear outfits that make sense to work. Like I could write off all these amazing things and still get a decent tax return because you know what? No one out here making a million dollars if you're just a working class gal like myself. It really bummed me out this year that I, A, was not able to write them off. And then I started to think about it. I'm like, wait a minute, if I'm not able to write this off, right, as somebody who works in entertainment, who else is affected by these things? So I started diving in with my um, my financial guy, let's just call him that. And he mentioned to me too that a lot of his clients who were 
policemen, firemen could A, not write off do, like their union dues, and also B, couldn't write off their uniforms. Let's be real. What kind of shit is that? These aren't people who are making an obscene amount of money. But just think about the logistics of that and who that benefits. It benefits the rich. Right? Right? Because they don't need those kind of tax cuts. They need other tax cuts that they seem to be getting. And it's just a reminder that this corrupt system is pandering to the rich. Fight me on that. Tell me the rich people aren't, you know, making out. And by the way, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging at all because six figures ain't shit in New York City, right? Six figures is a fucking middle class salary in New York City because let me tell you how much between rent, between car, between the million just other things that it takes to be alive and be productive in this city, that shit ain't shit. That's why so many people do side work and do extra things because it's just a hustle out of here. Makes me miss LA a little bit sometimes. Um, yeah. So hopefully your tax return was a little bit better than mine. And I'd love to hear your tax stories because honestly, I want to get the perspectives of other people who are living their lives. You know, between teachers I've talked to, between people who, you know, work in the private sector, all, all these different people. I have not heard one person who's made out like a bandit. And if you're that person, you let me know. This is real talk, man. Real, real, real talk. So, the other thing that I really need to address and that's just really been weighing heavily on my mind is death. So over the last few weeks, you know, I've been in California and I went out for my best friend's bachelorette party. I had planned it and it was a beautiful time and, you know, I was really looking forward to coming back and hitting the ground running. And upon my return, literally the day I was coming back, I happened to be in California and one of the artists that I had been working with over the past year and a half, it turns out that he was murdered at the store that he owned. And we're talking about a guy who was probably the smartest artist across all genres that I've ever worked with. Someone very involved in their marketing, somebody who is helping the community, had just secured a huge property um, on a block that was very personal to him. You know, he had big, he had a big stake in the community affairs, was really trying to turn LA around. And when I heard that, my heart just sunk to a really, really dark place. Now, death isn't something that comes new to me, unfortunately. One of the first times I experienced death, one of my really, really good friends who worked at SiriusXM with me, who actually helped get me my job at SiriusXM, um, you know, told me one day he wasn't feeling well and two days later he was fucking dead. Um, and it made me really think about at such a young age, probably in my, I don't know, how old was I? Maybe like 20, 26, 27, just how mortality can just take everything away from you and everything up to that point is literally your legacy because it's a moment frozen in time for me now. I will never know what Mario could have been today only because he was taken away from us because his his mortality was, you know, his mortality was up. <laughs> he was done. And, you know, I can only remember the amazing memories and he was one of the most kind, helpful, fun, interesting, just all around great people that I've ever met. You know, he stuck with me through thick and thin when I was like laid off of a job. He was like, yo, I'm going to help you get this job. Like he was one of these people that really reminded me at, at a young age in my early twenties that death is real and death will come for you and you never know when it's going to come. After that, I had another situation with a very beautiful, amazing girlfriend of mine who was also very young 
who had a really random accident and ended up passing away as well. So literally probably a year and a half after Mario passed away, my other friend passed away. And those two people passing away within the same time frame definitely hit me. But she hit me very hard because she was just not only a vision of beauty physically and aesthetically, but she was just such a great soul and had kind of a similar background to me, you know, just like loved music, was working hard to get what she wanted, was finally starting to take some real leaps and do some things that were a little bit out of her bounds so that she could really, you know, just do things that were bigger, wider, and cast a bigger net. And during this time, she just randomly had this accident that took her away from the world. And she also was an amazing person. Um, and I selfishly look at that and say, why, why can it not be bad people that die? And I know that's bullshit because bad people die every day. But in my life, and I'm not sure if this has ever happened to you or if you've had this experience, all of the most amazing, beautiful, humble, great human beings are taken at a very young age. And it just really, really can be upsetting at times. So after those two people passing away, then, you know, my father passed away last year. And honestly, you know, that was coming. He was 80-something. And my dad was a great guy, but not always. <laughs> he would tell you that himself. Um, but dealing with the sequence of deaths has really taught me a lot about the fact that death is certain. Guess what? I'm going to die. You're going to die. Sit with that for a second. We will both be dead at some point. And it gets me thinking about what is our legacy that we leave on earth? And even if two people in the world listen to this podcast, right? Like two humans to Justice podcast or whatever you're doing today, whatever you are living for today, a few people are affected by that. Guess what? That is your legacy. Your death will seal that legacy. And will it live on forever? Who knows, right? Like, no one's to say. Side note, that's why Qualms was getting buried in the earth. Uh, you really don't know where or when you're going to end up. And who knows, in 300 years, somebody could be like, why is this random dead chick taking up my plot of land that I could be having a home on? Anyways, side, that's an environmental thing. But, uh, but death secures your legacy. So look at yourself today and think about it. If I died tomorrow, what will my legacy be? And take some actionable steps to be able to really think about how you can really make your legacy more robust. What could you be doing more to ensure your imprint on this earth? And with Nipsey Hussle's passing, I really started to think about my own personal legacy and how many things I'm really interested in and how many times people have pigeonholed me into a place that's that's just secured in music or like being a rock chick or a hip hop chick or whatever the case is. I am not defined by anyone's impressions of my legacy. I'm defined by my work. I am defined by my, my charitable actions. I am defined by the art that I have put on to this earth. And guess what? A lot of it may have been a few years ago where I've, you know, did music or whatever the case is and like did all of these things that I, I considered art. And people have probably forgot about it by now. And that's okay, right? Because it's just something that I did that I put into the earth. And when I die, and when I'm probably ashes under a tree or galvanized into a bell, low-key, that's what I want to do. <laughs> um, 
I just want to make sure that people were inspired by the life that I lived, that I was an inspiring person to other people, especially other women. That is something I take very, very personally, as you can imagine, because I'm doing this podcast and I'm putting all of this out there on the earth. And um, the inevitability of death will definitely sharpen that vibe within your mind. So I want to say that Nipsey Hussle passed away um you know closer to the beginning of this month oh god I don't even know now we're in May it's been literally a month that he's been gone and in my mind he will live his legacy will live on obviously worldwide but his legacy will live on in me to inspire me to donate more to be better to my community, to learn more about my community, to be more active within my community, and to also be just a better person, a better potential mother, a better partner, um, a loving person, somebody who lives within the virtue of love. And if I can leave you with one thing today, it's that if you haven't listened to Nipsey's music, his music definitely did manifest exactly what he preached. Rest in peace, Nipsey. Okay, on that really sad note, let's move on to things I will not accept in my 30s, our reoccurring segment. So I keep thinking about the segment because, you know, there's literally a laundry list of things I will not accept in my 30s. Um, one of them is definitely bad sex, right? I don't understand how people can continually have bad sex. Like, whether or not you're making your sexual experience more robust by your own personal doing or you're putting some time in to really invest into your lover, whether or not you're stuck with them or not, that's your decision. Bad sex is not good for the soul. Not at all. I've had a few times um, recently where I just haven't been in the mind frame to really have the kind of sex that I want to have. Does that sound crazy? Is that something that happens to you? Like, I've just been so tired, exhausted, and depressed from everything going on with Nipsey and just been like traveling for me to have the kind of uh, mindless, amazing, otherworldly, out-of-body experience sex that I deserve. And I did something about it. I basically started to train my mind to be in a different place so that I could really enjoy the moment and have the sex that I want. So if you're in your 30s and you're having bad sex, it's either time to A, find a new partner, B, sharpen up your mind and allow your mind to set free so that you can have some good orgasms, or C, get a really good vibrator. Adam and Eve, you want to sponsor me? You want to sponsor me? Get it, yeah. Do not accept bad sex in your 30s. I'm Rafinev here today. I hope that this experience of many different things, taxes, Nipsey, and sex, just put that all in a blender, that's pretty much my life, um, I have given you a little perspective. Please make sure to follow me at LadyishPod on Instagram. Definitely make sure to subscribe and please share with a friend because that's the only way we get out there, right, right, right? Um, what do you want to hear about? What do you want to talk about? What do you think is happening in your life? I mean, I know if you're in your 30s, there's all kinds of crazy stuff, fertility, ugh, bills, buying a house, which I'm starting to like embark on which just seems like a fucking waste of my time but I want to know sell me on it sell me on it uh definitely hit me up at Lady Ishpod let's talk about it and hey anytime add Zena Coda on my socials thank you so much appreciate all your support 